Michael Jordan's number. Kind of a sweet, uh, sweet number that we've landed on. Uh, I'm going to go 100 days in a row. That's the goal. Last time I set a goal to do something 100 times, I only did uh, nine and then gave up. Shout out to the 100 Cups of Coffee Challenge. But uh, this time I'm all the way up to 23. So we are, we are going strong and uh, having a good time while we're doing it. Um, I'm going to do a quick test of the emergency broadcasting system here. Just going to do a YouTube chat just to make sure I can see the chats. There's usually a little delay and sometimes I have to refresh restream or else they don't come in. So I've got to test this out. One of the fun things about live streaming is that you can't really test anything without actually testing it live so pretty much always testing something one way or another and uh, as I suspected it is not coming through I think I need to refresh the chat gotta always remember to refresh the old chatteroo uh, once the stream starts I'm going to put another message in here. And uh, let's see how that works out. See if that'll come on in. Always want to make sure, yep, that came in. So you got to refresh it. You got to refresh the chat. Um, all right, let's jump on into the content, shall we? Uh, with no further ado, uh, first up. The uh, best way to fire um, Gary V podcast. So um, this is actually a really cool thing I, I heard yesterday um, on uh, Gary V's podcast. Um, and if you know, if you don't follow Gary V closely, you might think like, oh, he's such a loud mouth. He's such a, um, you know, he's all about hustle, 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 work, 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 work. But he really is about uh, compassion and empathy. And this is a great example of it where. Um, in the context of this podcast, um, I can't remember exactly what it was about actually, but the part that really hit me was at the very, uh, at the tail end of it, um, they talked about, I think the show notes are here, how I hire and fire. And so it was, it was funny. It was kind of a, um, it was kind of a quick mention at the end of the podcast, but basically what they said that at VaynerMedia, they're starting to put a new, um, uh, a new plan into place for how, how <clears throat> excuse me, how they handle, uh, firing people where what they're going to do is give a 90 day notice and they are going to help the, the, the help the person get all their resume and all their stuff updated and actually help, uh, to place them at a new job. Um, and, uh, you know, being, you know, with Commerce Hero in the, in the hiring world and seeing how different companies do things and stuff like that, like this is the coolest thing I think I've, I've seen before uh, in terms of a compassionate way to let people go. Um, firing is always difficult. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a painful thing to do at the same time. It's an important thing to do if somebody isn't the right fit. It's the best thing for for them and for you, you know, to to let them go. But 
and 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 companies will you know uh, give you know good amounts of severance. I think that's always a great thing to do if you can do three months, six months, whatever. That's always nice. But then the next level, uh, the next level is that actually getting them a new job somewhere else where you can help them find something that's a better fit. Um, I just thought was, uh, just, just incredible. First time I'd ever heard of that concept. I'm sure there's probably companies that, that do that. I might not be the first time that's ever happened, but I just thought that was a really, really awesome, uh, approach and, um, you know, something to take a look at. All right. Next up. Um, hundred percent UX versus 80, 20. So let me pull this up on the screen before I get into it. Okay. Uh, am I going to be able to see this comment? Let's see. Ah, I got to log in, which I don't want to do on this screen share. Let's just be on the safe side. My kids yelling. I think my kids are yelling. Hopefully the mics aren't picking that up. Anywho, um, so I had done a, uh, um, I had done a, a piece of content on, um, or I had responded to a tweet from Daniel Gross on um, the last mile of UX, where he talked about, um, you know, getting from ninety nine percent good UX to a hundred percent UX is a huge competitive advantage. Uh, and then I got a great comment from somebody, uh, which was to the, which I was hoping to pull up on here, but I can't cause I'm not logged in. I should have done a screenshot or something, but was basically the question was really good was, um, getting super loud in the background there. The question was, what about the 80, 20 rule, right? So, so it, it makes sense that going from 99% to hundred percent is super powerful, but what about from the other perspective? Hey, Focus on 80%, get to 80%. You know, you're going to get 80% of, you're going to get most of your, uh, you know, 80% of your results, you know, is a good thing. You're going to get 80% of your results from, from 20% of the things you do. I'm kind of mixing analogies here a little bit, but, um, but basically I think that, and you know, my personal approach is definitely 80, 20, my personal approach um, which is obviously I, I haven't built a billion dollar company, so take it for what it's worth, but, um, is to, I got to turn the AC cause I am heating up in here. Um, my personal approach is more the 80%, you know, get it, you know, iterate, you know, keep, you know, um, iterate quickly, um, on whatever you're building, get something out the door. Don't, don't wait until it's a hundred percent. Um, and I think you can build a great business, a great career by, getting 80% of the way there and not stressing about the, um, you know, the, the, the incremental improvement that said, uh, and specifically in the context of this video, if you want to create that billion dollar moat, um, that's what you got to do. So, so, so the type of company that can obsessively get from 80% to 99% to hundred percent perfect UX is the company that's going to become that unicorn and create that massive moat. Um, if you want to have a great million dollar business, several million, uh, you can, I think you can do that at 80%. And that's more what I'm personally shooting for. I'm not the type of person that wants to obsess about getting there. So I think that's, I think that's where the distinction is. I think both approaches can work. 
Um, one of them is going to get you, you know, to the higher echelons of, of, uh, of revenue. So I thought that was a great question. And, and when I saw the question on LinkedIn, I was like, huh, I got to think about that. And so, uh, I thought about it and, uh, that is my response. All right, next up, uh, podcasts, wait for this to pull up on the screen podcasts that I listen to. So it's funny. I've seen, uh, I've been thinking about podcast curation lately. I mentioned pod hunt recently, which is a cool app. Uh, it's like product hunt for podcasts. And, um, Hopefully you will be seeing my podcast listed as a sponsor there sometime soon. I'm just waiting for my latest artwork to update in the iTunes feed so I can submit it, which takes forever. The iTunes feed takes forever to update. Anywho, um, so and and one thing I've seen a lot is I've seen a lot of people ask like, "What podcast do you listen to?" I've seen a lot of people ask for recommendations and things like that, and it's it's funny how. There really is this gap in podcast discovery and curation. Um, you know, all the podcast players have the top charts, the trending charts, which show you the kind of super highly produced podcasts um, like the Freakonomics and the Planet Money, Reply All. Actually, a good number of the ones I listen to are those really popular ones. But then, but then, you know, some of my favorite podcasts are the ones that aren't those super highly produced ones and they're just, you know, other random ones that you find. So I just thought I'd list out the podcast that I listen to. Um, and I think it'd be neat for other people to do this, you know, just list out all the different podcasts you listen to. If I was smart, I would have made all of these Twitter mentions, get this sucker to go viral. I actually started doing that. I started looking up all the Twitter handles and typing them in and then I got lazy. I was like, ah, this is taking forever. So I just did a quick, quick thing here. Going back to the previous topic, 80% versus hundred percent. There you have it. hundred percent would have been putting all the mentions in. Um, so yeah, so freaking not so quick overview on some of these. So Freakonomics is cool. Economic stuff, really interesting stuff. Planet money is similar. Nice tight 20 minute episodes. Uh, Reply All is great, really interesting. Conan O'Brien is a new one. Um, I think it's launched last year or so. I think there are two seasons in. That one's funny. 99% Invisible I've listened to a little bit. It's pretty cool. Um, Roman Mars has the best radio voice you have ever heard. It sounds like a fake voice. It's so perfect and polished and the tempo, it's its almost so perfect that it bothers me. It's unreal. Um, but it's a cool podcast. Mad Fiantist uh, is one that my buddy Ben recommended, and I put it on my podcast list. I haven't listened to that many episodes. It's in the uh, topic of like financial independence, early retirement type of stuff. Pretty interesting. Tim Ferriss, obviously, uh, top of the charts. Uh, I got kids knocking at my door, which is great. Let me just tell them I'm busy right now. I'm busy. I'm on the live stream. Ah, I need a better system for this. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ron Bergen. Uh, oh, wait. Where was I? Tim Ferriss is great. Ted Radio Hour is solid. Uh, How I Built This is another one from Guy. What's his name? Guy Guy Ross? Startups. Ron Burgundy is, is hilarious. So random, too. He has the most random guests on. Uh, Future Commerce, Philip Jackson, Brian Lang. 
The Naval podcast is a new one. Naval Ravikant um, is super interesting. It's these short one to two to three minute clips on, on specific topics. Really interesting. Um, I mean, I blew through all those episodes really quickly and then I, like I would listen to that all the time, but it not a lot of doesn't have a lot of content. Uh, this American life is good and I do listen to it, but um, it's funny. Like I find it's one of those podcasts. that's a little slower paced and, and, and more in depth. And sometimes I'm listening to it and I just need to listen to something that's faster paced because I can't sit still. <laughs> Going back to the, the book I mentioned yesterday, Stillness is the Key. Uh, Bill Burr, hilarious podcast. I mean, he just is unique in that he solo rants for an hour or more, and it's just hilarious. Um, Artificial Intelligence podcast, Lex Friedman is a good one on artificial intelligence. Uh, the indicator, I think, is like Planet Money um, but it's quick daily uh, podcast for like nine minutes. That's great. Gary V. I've mentioned. Dan Carlin does Common Sense, uh, uh, Common Sense Media, and then Hardcore History, um, which is just unreal. Super, super good. Uh, Andreessen Horowitz podcast is good. And then I also subscribe to 16 Minutes, which is like a, a, a spinoff of A16Z, which is like newsy, which I forgot to put here. James Altucher is pretty good. Indie Hackers I've started listening to recently. Uh, business wars. I've listened to a couple of those. What what was unique to me about business wars? I think Tim Ferriss said that it was like one of the only podcasts that he listens to. I was like, whoa, that's that's a strong endorsement. Um, so that one's pretty cool. It's a unique format. I'm I've just listened to a few podcasts. It's funny how it sort of takes a while to get comfortable with a podcast where you listen to it enough where you're just kind of comfortable listening to it. I find that when I'm listening, even if the content is really good, if it, if it's new to me. I'm sort of like, ah, I don't know if I want to listen to it versus other podcasts like Gary Vee, I can listen to and I'm so used to his cadence and his style and stuff. I can almost listen to it as background noise. It's really weird. Somebody asked me how many podcasts I listen to and um, man, I almost continually have podcasts. If I'm not, uh, you know, like I'm listening to music right now, if I'm working a lot of times I'm listening to music, but sometimes listening to podcasts, if I'm Anything else during the day, if I'm not spending time with my family at dinner, breakfast, whatever, um, other than that, I am listening to podcasts continually. Uh, so it'd be interesting to know how many hours, when I'm at the gym, when I'm walking the dog, when I'm in the car, just always. Uh, it's kind of like just background noise sometimes and it's easy to listen to. So, I mean, God, I, the number of hours I spend a day, I'm not entirely sure. Startup Chat, Heaton Shaw Stelieffti is a good one. I've talked about that one. E-Commerce Minute is a nice daily pod. Buddy Bart does. Um, Startup from Gimlet is great, especially this last season is fire. And then uh, Joe Rogan. Um, I have listened to a couple of Commerce Party eps. Not fully in the rotation yet. Um... Oh, you know, it's funny about this. Uh, Peter mentioned uh, out of beta. I actually, uh, I did actually add this to my, what's funny is I did actually subscribe and listen to one or half an episode so far. And I was, I was scrolling through my list of episodes. I saw that logo, but I was like, nah, I'm not, I don't even know what that is because I'm not as familiar with it yet. So I forgot to mention it, but I, I actually did subscribe and I'm, I'm planning to listen to that. 
Uh, oh, and you know what's funny is Two Cent Dad is a great podcast. Um, I'm going to resubscribe. One of the things that I noticed is when I get a new phone and reset my, my, my podcasts and stuff like that, um, which it's weird that Pocket Cast doesn't keep those synced. Um, I'll sort of forget about certain podcasts and I'll just resubscribe. It's kind of good because you kind of start with a clean slate, but then I'll be like, Oh, what the heck happened to that one podcast that I used to listen to all the time? Um, and so then I'll have to resubscribe to it. So that's a, that's a really good one. Um, anyways, so that's that. Those are my pods. Those are my pods. Okay, next up, going to do a quick review of Mutiny HQ. Hey, that rhymed. Um, <clears throat> so I saw this on Product Hunt the other day. It's uh, What stuck out to me is that it is a B2B... Uh, it's a, it's a, it's B, it's so B2B personalization, which I was like, okay, that's interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm always interested in better understanding the whole B2B e-commerce use case. This isn't specific to, uh, e-commerce, um, but I'm always interested in sort of understanding this whole B2B e-commerce thing and, and what, you know, so, so this being B2B, uh, I wanted to, to jump into it. So I haven't looked at this too closely. So this is sort of a combination of like, let me do a review of this and also like, let me understand this and sort of think about, um, how it might apply to the Magento world, the e-commerce world, the world in general. So first off, it's a cool, it's a cool site, but I find myself feeling a little confused about like what's going on. So turn your website into your number one growth channel feels like a generic headline. My initial thought was like, that's so generic. But then as I thought about it deeper, um, in the B2B context, so much of the time, the website is not the growth channel. All of the sales happen on the phone and da 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 So then it made me think, oh, like for, for somebody that is doing B2B, um, this is actually a very, very tailored uh, headline. And I probably just didn't realize that at first because um, I'm not, I mean, I am in B2B. Commerce Hero is essentially B2B. Um, but I'm, I'm already in that mode where website is my growth channel, but anyways, so interesting headline, um, interesting layout here. You know, it's funny because I've been talking about unique web design. I did a review of recess website yesterday and, um, and, and it's, it, it is fun to have a unique site, but also you run the risk of confu being confusing. Cause I, I just find myself like, it's just very like the colors are loud. The contrast is everything's loud. The top nav is not what I expect. I don't see pricing. I, I see playbooks. I'm like, what's a playbook? I'm like, so anyways, I'm, and then the request and invite is right here at the top. I don't know. The layout is just a little different, which is, which is good. Um, I'm seeing these things. I, I don't know what's going to happen when I click on this. Okay. So this is a tab. So these are tabs, which is not immediately obvious. Anyways, e-commerce. Okay, cool. Now, this is not e-commerce in the sense of they're selling products online. This is a service for e-commerce merchants. So this is a, uh, this is financing, right? So not a loan, not a cash advance. It's financing built for the way you work. It is the Brex corporate card for e-commerce. So if I'm a merchant, I guess I'm interested in this. And this is a case study, which I assume is using Mutiny. 
And it says Brex gets uh, 3x more signups with personalized outreach. While their competitors do something for everyone, Brex does everyone for someone. They are the first fintech company to solve vertical issues, and their marketing follows suit. So that feels a little generic. Like, what is it specifically that Mutiny enables them to do? Like, I still don't actually know what Mutiny does. I'm, st I'm, I'm going down. I'm interested. Sounds interesting. The web page looks good. I'm assuming it's a, it's, a, it's a solid product, but I still don't actually know what it does. 67% of the beauty buying turns on online. How are you standing out? That's going to be a steady head curve. Okay, so I've got logos, impressive logos. Uh, I think impressive logos. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, these are Gusto. They're look good looking logos. Uh, Gusto, Gusto, yep, segment. Those are all the companies. Here are their stories. Okay, I'm not going to click on that just yet because I, I just want the homepage to explain to me. So B2B person. Okay, here we go. Identify visitors that actionable data. Media has pre-built integrations to advertise to identify visitors by industry company size, funnel stage advertising campaign, and more. No more begging for engineers. Okay, so you're going to help me identify the customer, okay? Choose from audience recommendations. Mutiny, analyze your visitors and conversion data. Recommend best audience segments for personalization. Okay, so you're gonna help me segment them. So somebody comes to my site, and now I'm gonna know, um, so let's say that I'm Brex. So I do interest-free financing for e-commerce. So I'm looking for e-commerce merchants to sign up. So I can now identify, somebody hits the web page, and I can somehow identify, oh, this person is Joe User, who is in the startup segment. Or they're in healthcare segment, so they're not interesting to me because they're in healthcare. Okay, personalize any website. Visual editor changing the website. Grosser so was created. Product analytics. Okay, so now you can personalize, uh, let's say, a headline for different types of people, and then you marvel at the results. B two B playbooks. Okay, so so I so I sort of get it. It it. I'm not completely sold though yet. And I know there's obviously more interest, more stuff. I mean, I should probably look at the case studies. This this website is so like loud. Amplitude gets amped with 40% more inbound leads. Okay. Um, all right. Well, I think I'm done for now. But um, so it, there's probably something interesting in there. I, I feel like I wish I better understood what made it unique what the really powerful features and use cases were but anyways it's an interesting interesting deal um all right next up fam review while i'm in the review uh mode this is going to be sort of a quick one uh actually let me pull it up on product hunt because so i saw this yesterday Noah Noah kagan of sumo heavy local austinite Shout out to Austin. Um, whoa, that's weird. It's not showing me the page. I thought I remember seeing the page here. Bam. Oh, here we go. Is that it? Ooh, number two product of the day. Why can't I see the product? Oh, okay. All right. So this is it. Is this it? Where are the screenshots? 
Oh, here we go. They're loading. They're loading. There we go. Okay. So it's funny. There's actually quite a bit more uh, information on the product hunt page versus the home page. So home page is very targeted. So this is uh, email marketing done for you. Cool logo. Cool, cool name. Cool branding. Like yo fam. That's that's uh that is a popular terminology in the culture. Obviously, AppSumo is wildly successful. Uh, and so this is so so it's done for you email marketing, which is interesting. Uh, I I've dabbled in email email marketing email marketing space, and I do think there's something powerful about done for you. There's a lot of tools. There's a lot of tools out there, um, and uh, one of the things that I always love, uh, I always love productized services and things that are done for you. Now it seems that this is actually, I believe this is actually fully automated. So it's not a productized service in the sense that there's human beings doing this stuff. Um, and again, the web page is very light on details. I don't have a Shopify store, so I can't uh, do this, which is that makes sense. I mean, I'm not the target market market, so I'm sort of stuck here as a. Although, maybe I can just put this in here. Really curious to see what the flow looks like. Oh yeah, so they're taking me straight to an auth. That's pretty slick. Yeah, they're going straight to a Shopify auth, which is the way to do it. Um, no Kagan knows how to build a friggin' product. I will tell you that. So, um, obviously homepage is super targeted. It's like, boom, here's our, here's our social proof revenue generated. Here's our value prop. Um, more social proof. We've got quotes, um, help us increase our email marketing first 30 days. They made my story 18 grand. We've got logos. I mean, this is the, in some ways this is the perfect website and who knows exactly how well it's converting. You know, some websites you want to go for long form. I mean, I just did a, a review of the other website, which had a lot of content, but again, it was like, uh, what exactly is makes you unique? And this website tells you immediately what makes it unique. Um, it's unique. I, I can't think of another done for you service. Um, and so, uh, but so if we want to drill down a little bit more specifically into how it works, uh, the product time page has some more info. Uh, hey, everyone, Noah here. I'm super excited to share with you what we've done last nine months. Um, also another thing that makes this unique is that he's been, they have been, you know, doing internal beta, uh, already. So this is not something that they just created it yesterday and it's live to play with. They've been working with customers. So they have actual revenue generated, which makes this homepage powerful and also means that they've already worked out a lot of the kinks and the actual product. So they're ready to hit the, hit the ground running. Um, if, if it was possible to invest in this using Republic, I would love to invest a few bones in this because I mean, this is obviously going to be a freaking home run pulls data from your Shopify store and Instagram account to create well-designed, well-written emails. So that's awesome. It, it just pulls data magically. What I wonder is how is it going to create well-written emails, generate months or even years of emails by selecting the types of emails you want, leverage data from millions of emails, subject lines. So I can, I can see how you generate subject lines based on, you know, looking at your products, looking at product titles, using common patterns like five new products this week or, you know, categories like here are some interesting shoes. I can totally see how that would work. But the body of the email, 
I'm really curious how they would generate the body of the email. Um, and there's a lot of, well, how many comments are in there? Um, it looks like he hasn't a chance to reply to all these comments in here. Great question is how does it compare to Klaviyo? Um, so anyways, uh, that's super interesting. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. That is all I got. Uh, okay, last one. Last topic of the day. Topic of the day. Do 28 minutes in here. Going strong. All right, pull my picture of coffee. <laughs> so this is a... Um, so uh, to this topic is along lines of creating content, which I've been talking about a little bit. And um, I've talked a little bit about how it's hard to uh, create content. It's hard to vi video content specifically is tough. You're putting yourself out there. You're you're going to be your harshest critic. You're also going to get criticism from other people. Um, and, you know, you got to know what to listen to and kind of what not to listen to. So it's tough. One of the uh, I th things that I think you can you want to do is sort of try to hack your psychology uh and what i mean by that is so so for me for example i'm doing these streams uh there's a couple things i'm doing first thing in the morning that make these streams easier to do uh number so i i, I have a i have a little routine which is i got my morning cup of coffee with sugar and cream i'm, I'm i want to eventually get off the sugar and cream but i used to do multiple cups of coffee a day with sugar and cream and now I'm down to one, and then I'll, if I have more coffee, I'll have black coffee. But anyways, the sugar in the cream coffee is one of my favorite parts of the day, right? And sugar is, a, it, I mean, it's a drug. It makes you happy, right? It makes you feel good. So I have that cup of coffee. Um, I go through and I, I respond to all my mentions on Twitter in, in batch. So that's, that's cool because it kind of like reminds me of all the interesting interactions I had throughout the previous day. Uh, whereas, you know, when you're checking Twitter on an ongoing basis, you're kind of just thinking about the most recent thing. So there's something cool about just looking at all the meaningful interaction I, I had over a period of time. I'm like, oh, cool. Like, this is cool. Like people are, you know, interacting with me and people are interested in what I have to say, blah, blah, blah. So that's kind of cool. And then, um, and then I sort of review everything I want to talk about and then I, and then I, and then I do it. So it, what's funny is that I've, I've noticed that throughout the day, um, I will like multiple times a day, I'll be like doubting myself and I'll be like, Oh gosh, like, man, this, I suck at this. And this is, you know, this is not good. And this is a waste of time, blah, blah, blah. blah. And, um, and you want to give up. And I've, I've, I've tried doing video in the past and I've, I've given up on it. And I think that, you know, my buddy, um, uh, Philip talks about this a lot, you know, so much of, um, when you're creating content, when you're creating a podcast, so much of it is just staying in the game, just continuing to put stuff out um, and not giving up. You know, it's so much of it. Like I said, I want to do this 100 days in a row and I'm 23 days in, which is cool. But, you know, maybe I'll give up at day 24. You know, it's 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 hard to stick with it because, again, you're such a harsh critic of yourself and, and things like that. And you do get, you know, some criticism from other people as well. Um but so, yeah, so I think if you're creating content, uh, I think that you want to try to find ways to hack your psychology. Like you are going to be your own worst enemy in a way. Um, 
you know, that you're going to criticize yourself. And there's going to be times during the day where you're going to feel like, man, I don't have anything to say. I don't have anything interesting to say. I don't have anything unique to say. Um, but if you can create a routine, maybe that's the morning for you. Maybe it's some other time of day. Maybe it's whatever, you know, it could be spending time. Uh, you know, one of the reasons why podcasts work when you co-host with somebody is that's a way that you're hacking your psychology because it's, uh, it's easier to, you know, you're going to be more up when you're with somebody else versus if you're just by yourself. Um, so if it's a time of day thing, if it's a setting thing, um, anything you can do to just put yourself in that right state of mind for a period of time during the day, whether that's two minutes, five minutes, 20 minutes, an hour, um, to where you can just f be in a good place to create content, um, I think is, is, uh, is helpful. So anywho, that's all I got. I hope you have yourself a fantastic, uh, Wednesday and, uh, thank